How do you tell a parent that their child has had a rough day in children's ministry? Maybe they were acting up or got into a fight and you have to let the parent know what happened. But those conversations, well, they can be awkward and sometimes they can go terribly wrong if you don't have a plan for how to handle it. So today, well, we're going to make that plan to set you up to win on the Simple Kid Men Podcast, Episode 9. Hey, children's ministry friends, welcome back to the Simple Kid Men podcast, the podcast where we take the complicated world of children's ministry and we boil it down to the stuff that matters the most. Now, as always, you can check out the show notes for this podcast over at simplekidmen.com. Just click on the podcast tab and look for episode nine. That's where you're going to find links, quotes, videos, other resources that I might mention if you want to take the topic a little bit deeper. Now, I'm recording this in early December of 2017, so if that's when you're listening, Merry Christmas. Now, if you happen to be listening at a different time of year, well, happy Groundhog's Day or Independence Day or whatever holiday it is you're closest to. Now, for those of you who are listening in December, I hope you're having a great Advent season. Hope you're not running yourself too ragged getting ready for Christmas at church and at home. Now, I absolutely love this season, but honestly, between ministry responsibilities, family activities... Just being out of my routine, this can be one of the hardest times to make sure that I'm spending time with Jesus, that I'm praying, that I'm reading God's word. Now, if that's a challenge for you too, I feel your pain. So let's just promise each other that we're going to take some time this season to stop and just enjoy it. Enjoy the people around us and most of all, enjoy the God who made us, who loves us, and who came to Bethlehem that first Christmas to make a way for us to be a part of his family. And by the way, if you're looking for a Christmas devotional this season, just to help you focus that time a little bit more, there are a lot of great ones out there. I happen to have one called Holiday Road, a Christmas devotional. If you're interested, it's a lighthearted, fun, pretty easy read. So if you're interested, it's available on paperback and ebook. You can check that out on Amazon or over at simplekidmen.com. That's Holiday Road. Okay, today we're going to be continuing on a topic that we started back on episode seven all about hard conversations with parents. Now, we took a little break for a special Thanksgiving episode, but now we are back on track to finish this conversation. In episode seven, we talked about how to handle conversations initiated by parents, whether you know they had a concern or a suggestion or a complaint or whatever. Today, we're gonna to be talking about the flip side of that, conversations that are initiated by us in children's ministry. So the question is, What's the best way to handle that? What is the best way to talk to parents when there is a problem with their child's behavior? Okay, so maybe you had a child who was being disruptive or struggling with self-control, or maybe you had two kids get into a fight, or maybe you got something way on a left field, like a child who said something totally inappropriate. Now, you may have tried your best strategies to redirect their behavior, but at the end of the day, you knew this was a situation where you needed to talk to that child's parents or grandparents or guardians or whoever it is that brought them. You needed to let them know what happened. Now, that is not a fun conversation. Nobody wants to have to deliver bad news. I have seen these conversations sometimes go really well over the years, lead to a stronger partnership between parents and the church, set kids up to succeed and just be great. But I've also seen them go terribly wrong. I've seen them leave parents feeling attacked and wounded and embarrassed. Well, that's why we all need to have a plan about how to handle these conversations and how to train other people, our leaders that we work with, how to handle these conversations before the circumstance arises. 
So here's 10 simple tips that's going to help your children's ministry win with these conversations with parents. Now, some of these will have some overlap with what we talked about on uh, the first part of this conversation when parents have a complaint, but some of them are unique to us initiating those conversations. All right, 10 tips to set you up to win with parents in difficult conversations. Here we go. Number one, open the lines of communication early. Now, ideally, you don't want a tough conversation to be the first time you've talked to a parent. Challenge is best received in the context of relationship. So do everything you can when a child first enters your ministry to get to know their parents. Use every opportunity to tell them what their kids are doing right early on and how much you enjoy having them in church. Now, one of my favorite things to do in ministry is to meet new families the first time they visit. I love to show them around, love to talk to them afterwards, just see how their day went. It's so much fun to connect in that way. Now, I don't get the chance to do that as much as I used to since I work with multiple campuses, but it sure does go a long way if you know the kids and parents when you have to have a tough conversation. So just look for those opportunities to get to know families and champion what's great about their kids. Second thing you need to remember is to choose the best time and location to talk. Now, often our first impulse is to catch a parent after church when they come to pick up their child. We want to address their behavior while it's still fresh. In the case of a fight, we may need parents to sign off on an incident report or other paperwork. But sometimes this can feel like an ambush, especially if you do it in front of other parents. Had a young leader who did this once a few years ago, really a great, competent leader, but they just didn't have a lot of experience with these kind of conversations. And I ended up on the phone later that week with a mom who was involved in this conversation trying to help repair some of that damage. So use discernment. Sometimes the best course of action is to ask a parent if you can call them that week, maybe later when you have time to talk. If you do have to address it that day, do it privately. And really, depending on the situation, you may not want to have this talk in front of the child. Your goal isn't to embarrass or shame them. It's to work with parents and to find solutions to help them to make better choices. Number three, put yourself on their team. Parents need to hear that you love their child, are glad they're in children's ministry, and that you want to help. There's a girl I had in children's ministry several years ago, and she was super quirky, marched to the beat of her own drummer, and I know sometimes her behavior could be really challenging for some of our leaders, but I always thought she was a lot of fun, creative, hilarious, really artistic and smart. And one day I happened to be around when her mom came to pick her up and I said, hey, I just want you to know how much we love having your daughter in children's ministry. She is such a delight. She's so much fun and just a great kid. And as soon as I said that, this mom immediately began to tear up and she said, you don't know how much I needed to hear that today. I needed someone to remind me of just how special she is. Now, I don't know what the backstory was, but I'm sure this girl could be a handful at home sometimes, probably had some unique challenges at school, and I'm guessing the mom was dealing with a lot of frustration, and it was a breath of fresh air for her to be reminded of how awesome her daughter is. So you can imagine if I had to talk to this mom about any issues that came up in children's ministry, it would have been a whole lot easier because she knew that I was for her daughter. So do whatever you can to make sure you put yourself on a parent's team early on. Champion their kid. Cheer them on. Let the parent know how glad you are that they're there. Okay, number four. Parent comes in whenever it is you have this conversation, whether it's on Sunday or later in the week. Make sure you just clearly state what happened. When it comes to these tough conversations, you just need to get right to the point. Explain what the child did, how it affected other kids or leaders in the room, and what your team did to respond. Address the behavior and any consequences that came along with it. 
but avoid making sweeping judgments about the child. Focus on their behavior, not on them as a person. Don't label them as a bad kid or make comments about their character. Just stick to the facts. Number five, watch your tone. Now, this one is really important and really tricky. Don't talk to a parent if you're frustrated or stressed out from your morning. You need to be calm and positive to lead this conversation. If you can't do that, then just don't have the conversation because the last thing a parent needs is for you to inadvertently inject whatever stress you feel about the morning into this conversation about their kid. That is a recipe for disaster. Now, I've made this mistake and I've seen other people do it too. It may be a Sunday when you're low on leaders and you're just feeling the stress and the kids are extra crazy and your blood pressure's up and that's gonna come across in your body language and your tone of voice when you're talking to this parent and that's the last thing you want. You have to be at your best because if a parent gets angry or defensive, you have to be able to keep your cool to stop that situation from escalating and turning into a bigger deal than it needs to be. You need to be the thermostat that sets the temperature, not the thermometer that's reacting. If you're not sure that you can do that in that moment, call them on Monday and talk about that situation when you're in a better place. Also, just be aware of your personality and how you may tend to project yourself to others. If you're familiar with Myers-Briggs personality typing, the thinker-feeler dynamic can be really tricky here. If you are what Myers-Briggs calls a thinker and you're dealing with a parent who happens to be a feeler personality type, it would be very easy for you to come off much harsher than you intend to. You can learn more about that at a great website called 16personalities.com. 16personalities.com. I'm going to eventually do an episode on Myers-Briggs, but for now, go check that out. It's really helpful just to be self-aware. It'll help you avoid some unnecessary hurt feelings. Now, speaking of hurt feelings, that brings us to number six. Number six, don't diagnose someone else's child. As someone who regularly works with kids, you may be familiar with symptoms of various special needs and learning disabilities, but unless you're a trained medical professional, don't offer an armchair diagnosis of autism, ADHD, or or any other issue. This can be hurtful, and it can put a parent immediately on the defense, and you might be wrong. Now, this is really tough when they're in preschool because Kids haven't been in the school system where many developmental challenges are easier to catch and diagnose and identify. So parents may be completely unaware their child may have some unique issues. But really, uh, unless you are a trained medical professional, it's really not your place to diagnose that. Number seven, be solution-sided. While it's not a good idea to diagnose a child, it's completely appropriate to explain a child's behavior and ask parents what you can do to help or if there are strategies they use at home or at school that you could use at church to set their child up for a great day. Now, some parents may have a great answer for you when it comes to figuring out these solutions. They can tell you what they do at home or at school that helps their child to be set up to win. Others may be still looking for answers, and that's an opportunity for you to minister to them and maybe point them towards some resources. And yet there may be another group of parents who may just be in denial about their child's behavior and may not understand what the problem is. So your solution that you're pointing them to is going to look a little different based on each one of those situations. But one of the things that I find helpful in a number of cases, especially if you're dealing with a persistent challenge with a child, is to have the parent come in and observe their child in the children's ministry environment. Now, usually I would do this probably without the child knowing because a kid's going to likely act differently if their parents are in the room. 
So if there's a way for them to kind of just observe the environment, observe their child, and they could help you maybe figure out what are some strategies that would help their child to succeed. So whatever the scenario is, try to stay as positive as possible because you don't know what families are dealing with at home and you want to be a part of the solution and not add to their stress or some of the challenges that they're facing. All right, number eight, celebrate the child's success in the future. Now, if a kid has a bad day in children's ministry, you want to be really quick to communicate any, and I mean any improvement, to their mom or dad or grandparents or whoever brings them the next time around. Look for things to catch them doing right. This is going to be super encouraging to the parents, and it's going to also make it easier to address any issues in the future. If the only time you have a conversation with a parent, it's about something negative, they are going to be really tired of seeing you heading their way. So look for those positive things. And also it will help you to have a great attitude about this child because you'll see that that they're a great kid underneath any of the challenges that you might be dealing with. And it will remind you of your mission that God's called you on to love this kid and to help them to reach their full spiritual potential. All right, number nine, don't be afraid to call in backup. If at any point in the process you're not sure how to handle this conversation or you feel like you're in over your head, pull in another leader or a church staff member and bounce it off of them. Now, they may know more about the family or some kind of extenuating circumstances in their life, and they may have had experience in similar situations that could help. And finally, here's your most important tip. Pray about it. Pray about this conversation before you have it. Continue to pray about it afterwards. We have an enemy who loves to discourage parents, who loves to frustrate children's ministry leaders, and loves to sow division in the church whenever possible. But we know that God is way bigger than that. So put this situation in his hands and watch him use it for good. Now, I know these conversations can be intimidating, but don't worry. If you're prayerful and intentional in your approach, you might be surprised to see how God will use these times to deepen your relationships with the parents and to set kids up to thrive in your ministry and at home. And you may also be surprised to see how God will use these situations to help you to grow as a leader and in your dependence on him. I'm not a huge fan of conflict. This doesn't come easily for me. But over the years, I have learned how the benefits far outweigh any of the intimidating parts about having these conversations. I've seen God use these conversations time and time again to help kids, to help families, to help our children's ministry, and help me personally. So look forward to what God's going to do the next time you have to deal with one of these because he takes situations like these and does amazing things with them. Now, one final bit of advice. just want to remind you that no matter what you're dealing with, kids are never a problem. They may present challenging behavior. They may make poor choices. They may frustrate you and wear you out. But don't forget, they are fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image. Jesus died for them, and God has an amazing plan for their life. And you can help make that plan reality by handling delicate conversations with parents or guardians with wisdom and grace. So that brings me to our simple takeaway for today. Our simple takeaway is help kids win at church by partnering with parents at home. Our verse for the day is Proverbs 22.6 in the New Living Translation. It says, direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. 
Well, that's it for today, friends. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you check out those show notes over at simplekidmen.com. That'll give you more links and recommendations to take this topic a little bit deeper. I really hope this was helpful. I hope it will help you to have better conversations, easier conversations, give you more confidence going into those conversations. Now, a couple of ways that you could help me out would be to subscribe to this podcast over in iTunes and even leave a review. That just makes the podcast more visible on iTunes and it will help me to help more awesome children's ministry leaders like you. Now, coming up in 2018, there are a bunch of topics I cannot wait to get to. And I'd really love to just have as many of you along for the ride as possible. Thanks for listening today. And I hope you have an amazing week partnering with the parents in your church and serving God's kids. I'll see you next time. Kids alive.